Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens, and he's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Man, it's doing all right. Coming to the end of the summer, kids are getting ready to get back in school. Life's pretty good. You've said that. You said that the last two weeks that it's coming to the end of summer, and I'm thinking, there ain't no end of summer. I'm in Florida, <laughs> and it's nowhere near. Well, plus we have no concept of time coming out of this COVID thing. It feels like it was, True. you know, it, March when we went into this thing and it, your kind of time got left. Hey, all right, episode awesome. 86 today, network marketing, is it a real business? Network marketing, is it a real business? So you've had some experiences. I've had some experiences. We've had friends that have had experience with network marketing. And let's talk about, is it a real business? The pros and the cons and how you could make it and, and, all right, so so where to start? You want to well, argue? where to start? I think the the question when when you ask is it a real business, um, and like you've had some experience, I've had some experience. I'm pretty sure if you're 25 years old or older, everybody has been approached about network marketing uh, because it's technically a home based business. Um, so, first of all, the thing that I I believe that. Um, would make it a, a legitimate business is you've got to have a good quality product or service. I mean, every business needs a good, a good product or service. Doesn't have to be the best, just has to be different than other people. So, you know, um, of course, Amway was, uh, was, they had a product that was soap. Um, that was their original thing. Now, of course, it was the most expensive soap on the entire earth, but yes, why was it the most expensive soap on the earth? Well, because they've got so many people to pay. I mean, first you have to understand, but Amway Corporation owns the Orlando Magic. Um, you know, I mean, so th there's a company that's been around forever. Um, they're not big in the U.S. anymore uh, because our parents and grandparents all made a run in Amway, right? Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, I was going to say, so you're talking about having a good product or service, so you're not relying on, hey, I just need to bring in the next it's not a pyramid where you just have to bring in the next person down the line. You could make a living just selling the product, likely. Because I was thinking Tupperware, and Tupperware used to be just multi-level marketing, right? I, yeah, then, I believe so. I think Tupperware was, and then uh, they got those uh, uh, cosmetics that are, you know, Avon, I think started out as one, and now obviously Avon has other things. Uh, there are other makeups that are starting out, um, other name brands. So a good product would be a good way to tell it's a good business. That's a good one. And that's a great one. And, and what you just said, I think is, is one of the big keys. If, if somebody were watching this show now, look, this show is nothing about Matt and I are not in network marketing. We're trying to recruit anybody because I'm not. Uh, but that being said, if you're considering a network marketing company, it should be a product that stands by itself that you could sell like women use cosmetics. So Avon, you, you could have these uh, uh, parties, like they used to have the Tupperware parties. Um, so it's, it's a product. I've seen some network marketing uh, companies lately that have, have some really good uh, upscale coffee. Um, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great product. Um, I'm surprised we haven't seen more in the cell phone business or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure uh, T-Mobile and, and AT&T and um, Verizon are very particular about who enters their land. Uh, but <laughs> But the reality is if the product is good and you have the ability to just sell the product and make a good commission for selling the product, that's great because you don't have to do all the support 
behind the scenes, all the shipping, receiving, all of the accounting and all of that stuff is all done for you. So a conventional business, you know, you have to do all that. So sometimes the, mar the percentage you make might be 30% um, in a network marketing business. Whereas if you controlled the product and you had to do the shipping and receiving, you might make 50%. Well, 30% without having to do all that work might be a better deal. If well, that's a good point. So what you're saying is support and delivery. And that's, I'm just selling the product and somebody else worries about shipping it and fulfill, fulfillment. We've talked about that, right? Fulfillment is the word. Yeah. So that would be a good one to make sure they have good fulfillment. Um, and then you didn't have to have, didn't, don't have to have inventory. You don't need to have the inventory, right? That's another one where I've seen bad ones where you basically have to buy the inventory yourself and you got this whole basement full of stuff as opposed to, I really just don't want to own the inventory. I just want to have you drop ship it, right? Yeah. That'd be a good way to tell if it was a good one or not. Yeah. So a lot of times um, I think there's a level of uh, samples. So okay. um, you got to have some inventory, I think in, in network marketing uh, to be able to hand out samples. Cause that's part of the, especially okay. if you're going to be very product focused, um, the, the real concept behind network marketing should be, you've got a great product here, my friend, or I don't know you, you're not my friend, but whatever, you're an acquaintance, try this. If you like it, um, I'd, I'd love to be your source for that product. And then, and then some of them are going to come back and say, Hey, how can I make money selling this product? That's a legitimate, that's a legitimate network marketing concept. But I think where some people go, some companies go off is where they, it's all about recruiting the next person. It's not product centric. And when right. that happens, of course, um, well, I'll bring up Monavi. This would be a great time. So Monavi was a, a fruit juice, came out in like 05. Um, and I'll tell you a little story about, so I have a good friend of mine, Ron Prudhomme, came to me, said, Dave, I want to tell you about this fruit juice stuff called Monavi. And um, make a long story short, he signed me up. It was very early in the business. A guy named Brig Hart was one of the first in it. And Brig was a big Amway diamond. And he, anyway, came over to Monavi and Ron and I got in it right at the same time. And um, I did nothing with it. You know, drank the juice for a couple of weeks. I said, yeah, whatever. I had another company. A year later, I looked on the financial report and Ron was like the second highest level in the company, this thing called the Royal Blue Diamond or Royal Black Diamond. That's what it was. And he's making $2.3 million a year. And I'm like, wow. I literally, I called him. I'm like, Ron, what did I miss about the juice thing? I must have missed something. Yeah. So yeah. he signed me up again and uh, we had a very successful run it with Monaby um, to, um, I mean, literally to make over $1,500 a week uh, in, in, I was in about 120 days and I was making that kind of income. Very good, very quick. Um, but then I put it on the back burner intentionally because my other company was really kicking butt at the time. But two years, uh, about four years later, the company was gone. And the reason wow. I brought that up is because yeah. it was very recruiting centric and less product centric. Okay, that's good. So what happens is if the product isn't the centerpiece and it's very recruiting centric, the, the, the incomes of the top people go through the roof. Right. And so the company has to keep raising the price of the product. So then the company can no longer be all about retail sales because nobody can sell the product at retail. The only way you're ever going to sell it is to recruit people 
into the business and they consume the product or give it away. Doesn't matter if you're making money, you give it away. And then, but then eventually other companies come in and steal those people away because they've got the next best thing. So this is one of the cons. I guess you say we were looking at pros and cons. Yeah. The pro is, hey, you don't have to do the logistics and the uh, uh, fulfillment. A con would be if you get into a company and they're very recruiting centric, chances are they won't be around very long. That's a great point. That's a great point. Um, and that's what I was thinking about. So, so in these network marketing, multi-level marketing, there are three ways to make money. Here's how I view it. There are three ways to make money. You can be sell the product. I sell the product and I get my commission, my spread, right? You can, uh, well, then, or maybe it's two ways. Then you recruit your team to people to work underneath you and you get a cut of that. Correct. Right. Um, like I said, that's the two ways to get paid. I should say, uh, I was trying to think three ways to increase your revenue. Right. Oh, there's a lot of ways. Most of the companies then have leadership bonuses. Um, they'll have, uh, like one of the things, um, I mean, all the way up to they'll pay for like Mercedes. If you reach a certain level, you get a uh, S550 every year. Perks. Yeah. All sorts of perks. There's a lot of ways to make money. Um, but all of those, the first two ways with the first one being, um, I'm going to, I'll use an example. Uh, there's a company called Financial Education Services. They do credit repair, uh, credit enhancement type services. They've been around a long time and a lot of people in the real estate business use them for, uh, because as a product, they can use it for their tenants and, and what have you to determine if their credit's good, how to get help their tenants improve their credit score so that they could purchase perhaps a house that they're in for them. So the product becomes the centerpiece. And whenever you have a company like that, the company's going to stay around because the product is what's important. And a lot of people come in and never recruit. Okay. That's a great well, that's, that's say. I was going back to, I guess my point would be uh, make, make money by selling the product yourself, recruit people. But then once you get a team underneath you, it's, it's that 80, 20 principle we've talked about before. 20% of those people are probably going to be doing, selling it, treating it like a business. And 80% are just kind of like, you know, users are just using the product, not really reselling it. And you could coach them to sell more of the product, right? So you can sell more of the product yourself. You can recruit people. You can coach your team to sell more because you would get more benefit by coaching them how to sell more product and, and how to recruit, right? Cause circles. So that the, the third income, when you bring up coaching and I, I'm glad yeah. you brought up that word cause that's where I was going to be going coaching. Okay. So I mentioned the guy's name before he's actually a friend, Brig Hart. Um, Brig is probably the biggest name in network marketing. One of them, um, oh, okay. one of the biggest names in network marketing. Um, but what Brig did very well, if you want to talk about a third income, is he would create tools, tapes, books, seminars, rallies. So you show up at one of Brig's seminars, it's five bucks to get in the door. Um, you know, and I say tapes, nowadays it's uh, DVDs and CDs and books. And so um, any event you went to that Brig was putting on, the entire back of the room was a table full of, uh, of products that are about knowledge, about, uh, you know, coaching and learning. And, and the, his, his third income stream was in coaching people to be better individuals and moving themselves. Oh, that's perfect. Up their own. Up yeah. Their, yeah. So whether they made it 
big in the network marketing or not, Brig was making money on the tools. But, and, and I say Brig, there's a lot of people who, in network marketing, they understand that the tool business is the big part of the business. Right. It was the thing that destroyed Amway in America. Um, and, um, and I will say it's my opinion. I don't want to get in, in anything with Amway's um, legal team. I'm just, because I haven't been involved with that for, since I was 20 years old. But Amway tool business was giant. And it was owned by the big diamonds in the business. Well, then when uh, Rich DeVos and Jay Van Andel, they died, the sons came in and said, hey, we want the tool business. And they took it away from the diamonds. There's big lawsuits. And eventually all those diamonds went away. United States business was gone, but they're still giant on a global level. I mean, like I said, they own the Orlando Magic. Right. But there's big money in the tools. I mean, Amazon became a giant company because of books. Those are tools, right? So, um, that being said, that's the point of network marketing is, is let's take it away from network marketing for a minute. Let's talk about it like a regular business. Right. If you build a sales team, well, what do you want to do with your sales team? You want to help build them up mentally and, and, yes. and, yes. um, and, and help them. Well, and not like that. You want them to, you want them to sell more, sell more of existing products, sell new products to the existing clients. Right. Well, you're getting off. This was interesting because, um, what I was thinking, so, so, Defined, so let me back this up. There's a CPA that I work with and my other two businesses, the coaching and, and the investment side. And his philosophy is everybody should have a home-based business. And he thinks the network marketing are the easiest to start, the easiest ones to be involved with. And it's, so we would say, well, that's true if it's one with a good product. That's what you and I would say. It needs to be a good product. Number two, you need to treat it like a business, right? Separate banking accounts, uh, set up your LLC or Schedule C or D DBA as uh, so you could separate it, right? But his point was then the tax benefits of being a business owner, that that's where you get into that stuff. So, so for example, when you own a business, right? So if you had a network business and you treat it like a business, yes, and you made money and sold it, it's a good product, like you and I just said, good product stuff then you would have the benefits of being a business owner where you get to write off some expenses that are business related expenses that you get personal use out of. Cell phones are the best example, right? So when you have a cell phone for the business, cause that's how you run the business is using your cell phone. Nobody asks how many personal calls versus business calls, right? You just write off the cell phone, right? <laughs> Same thing with your computer and technology. Nobody asks, you know, what personal use are you getting out of this computer or iPad? It's a business expense because I got to have the computer to run the business. I got to have the <laughs> iPad to run the business, right? So his, his, the CPA's theory was everybody should have a home-based business on the side, whether it be your spouse or you. And uh, that would be a place for you to be able to take advantage of business expenses and tax write-offs and, you know, meals and entertainment, not entertainment anymore. Meals come out of there, business expenses, computers, internet access, telephones kind of stuff. Um, and that his idea was, oh, uh, retirement plans. You can put together fancy retirement sure, plans in sure. your own business versus- Even, even healthcare, if your employer doesn't provide it. Healthcare is 100% paid off when it's your own business. Uh, different plans, but yes, but you could write off your healthcare in there. You, you know, so yes, all those benefits. So I just thought that was an interesting, his idea was everybody should have one just for the tax benefits itself. Again, this is a CPS. I'm not telling you that this is a CPA telling you, 
you and I would say, that sounds like a great idea, actually, if you run it like a business and it's a product-based multi-level marketing, it's, it's a good product. And then you can do everything you're supposed to do in multi-level marketing, right? Then you can sell the product. Then you could actually recruit team members. Then you could train team members to sell more product and to recruit on their own. And then it's a real business for you and you've got to treat it like you're your own CEO, your own business manager. And the, and the, the IRS, however, um, if you, if you had that, that same business for five years, but you don't post sales in the business, all you do is post expenses, they will disqualify your business. Correct. It's got to be a real business. They've got to show profit. I think it's like once every three to five years. That is correct. Yeah. Even if you didn't show profit, if you had sales, I mean, many companies, let's put it this way. Um, well, we're not, we're not accountants. That's probably, yeah, not, yeah, I mean, but yeah, yeah, you, you but need, general, you, you need it's to have not a hobby. It's not like you're making golf clubs in the basement and you're, you know, trying out a bunch of golf clubs and you're selling, you, know, you gotta have a purpose of making money. So it's, so it's a real life. Exactly. Exactly. But it could be break even. You, you know, you sold $5,000 of the product and your expenses happen to be $5,000, right? You're exactly right. It could be that your revenue matches your expenses perfectly, but you get all the benefits of writing off all these other expenses. But let's look at that for a second. Okay, so let's say you sold 5,000 and then you you um, you spent 5,000, so it was a break even. But at the same time, maybe you and your wife, you got to go to a couple of like, there might be- Conventions. A, a, yeah, convention travel. Might be a, a event in Orlando or, or in California. And you go to this nice event and sure you're at their event for a couple of days, but you take it a couple extra days and you get some vacation time. And, and so a lot of that becomes deductible because you were going to a company event and yeah. it, it does afford a, I guess you'd say a lifestyle improvement. So it doesn't have to be network marketing, but what your accountant is saying is you should have a business, no matter what you should have right. at least a home-based business. Right. And it's funny. So, so like back when I used to work, I used to work at a bank, big bank here in Atlanta and my wife sold uh, children's clothing. Right. And then she sold stationery. Right. I've got another friend of mine's wife who sells uh, clothing. I don't know what the name of the clothing company is, but, you know, like customized shirts for your, you know, suits or dress shirts or whatever. Those are all side, but they're not multi-level marketing. They're just side businesses, right? Where you're selling stationary children's clothing, uh, nutrition products, we talk makeups. But again, what that would allow her to do would be go back to my wife. I swear she spent everything she made, right? You know, you sell $3,000 worth of children's clothing to her friends, right? Well, that $3,000, she bought $3,000 worth of children's clothing for my kids. Sure. Right. And that was inventory or samples. So the business was, she sold 3000 worth of clothing. We had, we bought 3000 worth of inventory. Right. But what happened? My kids got $3,000 worth of clothes, right? The, the, the clothing thing, I forget what the name of the company, the shirts, right? Well, she gets, uh, that wife gets to buy, you know, her husband, all the nice shirts because that's, he's, he's a marketing, he's the sample for her. So she can, she makes money too, but I'm just saying, you know, she could buy a thousand dollars worth of clothes for him and just call it inventory or marketing expense. Right. But now the husband has fancy clothes, right? The wife could buy a thousand dollars worth of clothes for herself. That's inventory. That's marketing, right? Um, so marketing. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're wearing, so, um, when I had uh, my company V blocks, I and all my employees wore logoed shirts. Okay. And I'm launching a new product, green dog. Uh, it's a, a, a vegetarian dog. Again, everybody will have, will have logo shirts. Well, why? Well, first of all, I got to wear a shirt every day to, to work anyway. So why shouldn't 
the company kind of on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can pay for the shirt, doesn't pay for the dry cleaning necessarily. Um, although if you're required to dress a certain way, then, then dry cleaning. Well, I, that goes back to this clothier. If you're a clothier and you're making custom clothes, you can wear those custom clothes as a part of your uniform and the cleaning of those clothes. Again, we're not taxed. Go ask your CPA. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to say there's an example of, yeah, you didn't make a bunch of money in the clothing business, but man, you sure got some nice clothes you get to wear or sure. your husband does, or you do, or I say husband, she, she's doing it, but whoever, I just mean spouse. Same thing. Like I said, I told you my wife sold the, the, the kids clothing and my kids had the really fancy clothes. Cause that was samples or inventory or whatever you want to call it. So there are benefits again, running it like a real business and then having real sales, right? She didn't have zero sales and just buy 3000 worth of clothes for my girls. Right. She actually did do sales. That's what you were saying even though we're breaking even, making a slight profit or slight loss, at least there are sales. So today though, we're talking network marketing. And yep. one of the things I think that today offers more than any other time is the ability to use social media to grow your business. Things yep. like Pinterest. And so I'll, I'll, I'll give you an example. Let's just say um, I was it. We, brought, we were talking about credit repair before. So um, you can actually run ads that might give free information, uh, a lead magnet on, on ways to improve your credit. And right. then, now that person received the lead magnet and, and they're now on your list. Then you could actually recruit them as a customer because you can actually, yes. actually um, acquire a large size list and some of those people may actually want to be a part of the business. This is why I think today, more than ever, network marketing uh, can be a very successful business be because you don't have to recruit your friends and family. No. You could do the same thing. Run the ads for the makeup products. Run the ad for the nutrition products. Run the ads for the weight loss products. Those can be Facebook ads with a lead magnet. They might buy the product to lose the weight themselves, but then they could turn into a, you know, recruiting part of your network. And now all of a sudden, it's not just your friends and family who are becoming part of your downstream. It is total strangers that you recruited through Facebook marketing and advertising. That is exactly right. So, and the benefits of this are bigger now than they were, you know, a year ago, five years ago, because of network, because of social media marketing in general. Anybody who's, who's heard of anything online know, has heard of ClickFunnels. Well, yep. if you take probably of... I'd say half or more of ClickFunnels uh, owners, like people who are who are have a ClickFunnels account, yeah, half are doing network marketing. Some of them are doing millions of dollars, product based. Granted, it, it allows them to recruit people into the business because other people want to learn. So they're doing two networks technically. They're using their product. It might be a muscle builder thing or whatever, but they're also recruiting people into ClickFunnels. And oh, to use ClickFunnels itself. Yeah, and receiving an affiliate commission on ClickFunnels as well. So they're really in two businesses at the same time. And and I know, I mean, you could go on, I, I could name. No, this is, it's funny you say that. So so I've got, uh, uh, well, I don't want to mention stuff. So uh, three ways to make money with your blog, right? So So you can make money with doing a blog, right? And how do you make money doing a blog? Well, you could have a sponsored post. That's where somebody, let's say you're a travel agent and somebody pays you to come to whatever, Amelia Island, the Ritz-Carlton, whatever, and you write a review. They could pay you to do that, right? You can sell advertising on the 
blog site itself, right? There's ways to do that, right? You could do affiliate marketing, which is, oh, I'll teach you how to start your own website that you can make money from, which is a course, yeah. right? And then you have the affiliate, hey, and oh, by the way, I use ClickFunnels to build my thing. And then, you know, so now all the software stuff that you use for, I literally have uh, a client, this is their thing. And it's probably the, the website itself makes a fourth because they're making as much money doing the advertising and the sponsors and the affiliate, you know, product. So let's bring that back to multi-level marketing. That could be, hey, you, you sell the product yourself. You sell, you recruit people, you coach those to recruit people. Heck, you do your own social media marketing then to recruit more people, sell more product. And if you're good media. at social media marketing, you can charge people to help them recruit and they can be <laughs> in your downline. There's, there's, I do believe, I mean, we started this, we said, is network marketing a real business? Yes, you gotta treat it like a real business, but yep. you gotta have, you gotta start with a good product. I don't care what kind of business you're in, you have to start with a good product. Every business you're in, it's uh, people do business with you, not with your product. So you gotta like you, you know, I mean, somebody likes you, they'll listen to you. If they listen to you, they'll believe you. If they believe you, they'll trust you. If they trust you, they might buy from you. So. The whole thing is it's, it's still a likability business. It's a personality business for sure. But yeah, it's a legitimate business. I mean, if you treat it like a business, there's a lot, a there's problem. a lot of, uh, there's a lot of squirrely stuff, squirrely stuff out there that goes on. And unfortunately, um, it, I would say that what you don't want to do, I don't care what company you're with. Um, you know, you should never have all your eggs in one basket. So there are people who were 30 years or 20 years with a company and, and they built a network marketing business and they, they quit their job. And then the network marketing company fell apart a few years later. Look, I understand the quitting your job part, but make sure you're, you're socking, you're eliminating your debt. You're building a nice nest egg because if that goes away, you want to have other sources of income. This is what we, we focus on a profitability MD. That's what we focus on, focus on, focus on. Don't think that the network marketing company that you represent, they may not be around forever. So. Right. But if you treat it like a business, then you'll have a business that you can sell an, a, another product to that network that you can sell other uh, items to those people. You can recruit those people to a new business that you're involved in. Right. Yeah. We see that all the time where people uh, change jobs and they recruit their past customers in the new place or they sell new products to their existing clients, right? If they treat it like a business. Well, this is really good. So this is episode 86, network marketing, is it a real business? And the answer is, I like the lawyer answer, it depends. It depends. Right? <laughs> it depends, that's what, that's what all lawyers tell you, it depends. And so it depends on some of the criteria we were saying, it needs to be a good product, it needs to be product-based, could stand alone by selling the product itself. It needs to have um, you know, support, delivery, fulfillment, Inventory needs to be a reasonable amount. Samples versus, you know, I don't want my whole base. Yeah, but we'll just say minimal investment. You shouldn't have minimal to invest much to be in the business. Exactly right. Um, how can you make money as it? Uh, I have a CPA that says everybody should have a side business. This would be a great side business because it's inexpensive to start and you get the tax benefits. How do you make money? You sell the product, you recruit people, you coach people that you already recruited how to sell more of the product and how they can recruit more people. Um, social media now allows this business to market more than just to your friends and family and your network. You can broaden your network using social media and network marketing. That's pretty good. You could say, if, 
you're breaking up a little bit. Your uh, signal was gone there, but, um, but we we're saying otherwise. You've also got to treat it like a business, right? This isn't yeah. some casual makeshift. It's going to happen on its own. If this is your business and this is what you're trying to do, uh, you got to treat it like a business, and and treat it like a business. So, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have some hard work, and that's you know yeah, that's what any business would be, right? That's yeah. what any business would be. So this is the kind of stuff we talk about in our mastermind group. You got multi-level marketing. You got a sales group. You got a business you're trying to grow. That's what we coach in our uh, group coaching program. So if you want to be a part of that, uh, Matt over at Profitability MD, Dave at Profitability MD, check out some other podcasts we have on our YouTube channel, Profitability MD uh, on YouTube, ProfitabilityMD.com, and then wherever your podcasts are that can be found. But yeah, I this is the kind of stuff we talk about. It's good stuff. I want, man. I want to say one thing about the mastermind. What it you you can never get. In one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can never get what you can get out of a mastermind because a mastermind uh, gives you multiple angles, different different um, input that things that even a coach might not be able to give to you. So um, a mastermind will change the way you think about your business um, in, a, in a good way because it gives you, you give, if nobody tells you what to do, they give you input that allows you to make decisions based on different facts from different types of entrepreneurs in different types of businesses. And that's what's great about a mastermind. So um, we do have an interview process that goes on. So if you want to sign up for a mastermind or be, you know, you have some interest, um, just reach out to us, Matt or Dave at ProfitabilityMD.com and uh, send us an email and we'll send you a questionnaire and then we'll get on a call and we'll, uh, we'll discuss it with you. Matt, great show today. All right, man. That was a good one. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Take care.